Hello, welcome to the Grace Life Podcast. The message you're about to hear, if diligently applied, will absolutely change your life. We're praying that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, will give unto you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of Him, thereby allowing the eyes of your understanding to be enlightened. Now let's join the service already in progress with Pastor West. Alterations and evaluations. <laughs> well, I thought about it. I was going to sing tonight. And no one at my house thought that was a good idea, and they didn't even want to pray. So they said, skip that one. And uh, <clears throat> so uh, sometimes it's good to hear someone. I don't care if you have heard it, uh, and uh, I'm not saying this is with you. This is just how it works. This works mostly in church where um, we get used to a familiar voice. Uh, I was, uh, this has happened to me all the time, many years, I'd have a a traveling person come in and uh, someone would say to me uh, after the the meeting, I said, I remember, it's been a while, but I'm thinking of an individual now, doesn't matter who it is, but he said, he said, boy, that was good. He says, "Uh, that's the best revelation I ever heard. He said, did, did you get something out of that, Pastor? And I said, yeah, it was good. And I was thinking, of course, I've only taught it like 700,000 times. <laughs> but you can, you can get used to a familiar voice, you know what I'm saying? And, and we, sometimes we don't hear because we're used to the person, the personality, the mannerisms, the voice, and all that. And sometimes when something's brand new or someone's newer to us, we might pick up on more things. It's kind of like listening to a... Uh, Michelle and I listened to a, a tape the other day. I said, I want you to hear this on the road. It was my fourth time to hear it. It was her first time. And on the fourth time, I kept on hearing things that I never heard the first three times. Well, faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word of God. So <clears throat> we're, we're in the miracle business. How many know that? Amen. And we're also in the miracle of a move of God business, or if you want to call it revival, I don't care what you call it. But anyway, how many know we're in that? About half of us knew that, but anyway, hallelujah. Uh, but th- this is uh, this is the kind of teaching, and uh, and we're going to cut into it for make it just right for time. Uh, it, it is Billy Burke, uh, and you know what I'm talking about. So yeah, some of you may have already saw it. So I'm going to cut out the info commercials about the, my book. You know, get it at the table, and I'm I'm, I'm cutting, trimming, and we hand it off to his pastor at the last minute. So it'll be right about 53, four minutes. But it's really good. But this is what happens when someone who knows the word. Uh, but it's not working. Which I know that's never been you, but I'm just saying, but you know someone that's happened to you, or they're waiting on the manifestation, or uh, I know this, I believe this, but we don't have an experience of it. Well, that's not really the will of God, is it? That you know something, but don't have the, will, the, the experience of it? And how many would like to know maybe what triggers some of that or is stopping some of that? And, and this is not the answer to all of it, but this is, this is the big deal. Uh, about I know this, but I'm not experiencing this, or I haven't come to this, or I got part of it, but not all of it. And so this is, uh, uh, I don't know where he was at. He was in a pretty good-sized church, and I don't even know how the tape is. It doesn't really matter, but it's a good audio, good video. So we're just going to cut right into that and get right right to bed. So if we can get that first lighter, or here, I'll just, I'll, I'll blow them off. Let me get my breath. That was that. That was meanness. 
She did it on purpose. Now I'm gonna give you some. Well, all y'all marriage is too late, but I told my son-in-law back there before you get married. I said, now, good family, but you need to know something before you marry someone. Always check their mama, because <laughs> <laughs> it's generally gonna go that way. <laughs> it may not look like it on the front end. <laughs> But towards, as the years go by, some of that in there. I know Michelle said one time, she says, oh, I didn't used to like that, and I'm doing what Mama did about this, and Mama did about that. And I said, no, it ain't just started. It's just <laughs> so check the Mama. So, yeah. So now we got the right lights off. All right, here we go. In the scripture this morning, I believe we're going to put it up on the screen that we're going to read this here. I wanted to share this thought with you today. It says, as it is written, I have made thee a father of many nations before him who he believed, even God who quickeneth the dead and calleth those things which be not as though they were. Who against hope believed in hope, that he might become the father of many nations according to that which was spoken. So shall thy seed be, and being not weak in faith... He didn't even consider his own body, now dead. He didn't even consider it. Never crossed his mind that he didn't have any sperm. And yet he's supposed to have a baby. Didn't cross his mind. And being fully persuaded that what he had promised, he was also able to perform. Oh, neither yet the deadness of Sarah's womb. She had no eggs. He had no sperm. And she had no eggs. Wow. And then on top of all of that, he didn't even stagger at the promise. Didn't stagger. Not one bad day. But was strong in faith, giving glory to God and being fully persuaded. Fully persuaded? Is that possible? No room. Not a dandruff of doubt. What he had promised, he was also able to perform. You know, the problem with this verse here in Romans is that it, it's sure different than the Abraham of Genesis. The Abraham of Genesis was staggering all over the place. You know, he was like, here's Ishmael. Why have a baby? Why? He really couldn't get it into his head initially. Initially, he couldn't get it into his head that God was about to perform an amazing miracle. I want to talk to you this morning briefly about processing. A lot of people come to the altar because they know the healing scriptures, but a lot of people know the healing scriptures don't get healed. A lot of people who don't know the prosperity scripture or do know the prosperity scriptures never get rich. How can you come to an altar and get prayer and you know the scriptures and not get what you know? It's because you know more than you believe. There's a lot of things you know here this morning, but you don't yet believe them. You think you do because you feel you do. Well, feeling isn't good enough. When you believe something, there's a rest with it. Faith creates a rest, not a nervousness. Where there's faith, there's no fear. 
Well, there's, the reason people are depressed today is because they have lost hope. They think it's over. So I find my job in seeing miracles, whatever that is, the, the, the increase of the miracles we're seeing is because I'm helping people process. I don't have a lot of time to do it. If I had more time with more people, boy, we could see, whoo. We had one meeting, two breasts grew back. Just had a meeting where two single breasts grew back in the meeting. No, I didn't get to see them personally. <laughs> Just calm down, Mrs. Jones. I didn't get to see them. But when you have a lady who comes up and she almost wants you to see them. My God, look here. Oh, I don't want to look there. And they had to get her out of the audience. Just had a girl in Hawaii, her rib cage grew back. Four, four ribs just grew back, but from the morning service to the evening service. People getting healed without the components in their ears. These are creative miracles that God's unleashing in these end times. We're under Calvary care. There's no other care by anybody's name, president, athlete, movie star. There's no care anybody can give you but Calvary. Come on, give God a big shout. Come on. But, but let, let me, let's talk about this because something happened to the Abraham in Genesis who vacillated to the Abraham in Romans now who's Superman. He didn't stagger. Well, way to go. Sometimes you go, way to go over you, Abraham. Come over and check out my stuff. But he didn't stagger through, through the promise of God. But didn't even stagger. And he's 100 years old. And he didn't even consider. How do you have cancer and not consider it? Seriously. How are you blind every day and you, you don't even consider it? How you medic? We live in a medicated America. How you medicated? And while you're medicating yourself, how do you not even consider that you're medicating just to go to church? How do how do you not get your mind? How does that not check into that? We consider a lot. We're considering every ache and every pain and and every pill, every every cream. We consider a lot of stuff. It's because our problems have become bigger than our God. Because what you think on, you feed. Your thoughts feed whatever you have in your life is fed. That's the fuel for making things either bigger or smaller. So something happened here to Abraham. There was some form of Holy Ghost osmosis that took place between Genesis and Romans that morphed him into what? This amazing man of faith who no longer vacillated. The reason I like this story is because where we all live. And when you, if you just read Romans, you feel like Abraham just came out of super mom. Come on, he's a super Abraham. And, and you hear about Abraham and Abraham. And we don't relate to that. But we can relate to the Genesis Abraham. Because he lied about his wife. And, and why did he lie? Because he had fear. Why did he have fear? Because he didn't have perfected faith. And so he found himself on, on that treadmill of life that we all find ourselves on. And one day then he got something higher to hang on to. And that was when that sure word came. When that sure word came from heaven. That Come on, say the more sure word. 
Come on, say, there is a more sure word than what I'm living on. When that more sure word came, it's interesting, it didn't come before his problem, it came while he was in it. Sometimes you don't avoid the furnace, they went into the furnace. Wouldn't that be great if we all got delivered from every furnace? Never had to have that surgery, never had to have that counseling, never had to go in that therapy, never had that accident, never had that diagnosis, never, never had to have an organ transplant. Never had to have a child abducted and missing for days. Never had to have, never had to have that accident. But he didn't deliver Daniel from the den. He went into the den. He didn't deliver Jonah from the fish. He went into the fish. You see, God knows you and I can't help a lot of people unless we go through some stuff ourselves. We got to be like Jesus and show up and say, yeah, the marks are on me, but I am back. Come on, somebody give him a shout. And, but here's the interesting thing, because I touch people everywhere from every tribe and kindred, and I'm learning. Billy Burke wants to be a full-time learner. I don't want to get stuck in some time warp where I just pray for people, and they get slain, and some of them get healed, and some of them don't. I'm ever pressing in. How can I raise our percentages? I'm after that perfect service. Surfers are after a perfect wave. Storm chasers are after a perfect storm. I'm after that service where everybody gets healed. One thousand. Come on, somebody give God a shout. Come on, somebody. But something had to happen here. Something had to happen where Abraham turned into this. What did happen? Same thing that's happening to you if you let it. If you let it. So you got, you got to get miracle-minded before you get a miracle. You can't just keep walking into meetings and assuming, well, I heard that guy is here. Let's see what he got. That's... <laughs> you know, you never know. I love when people say, well, you never know. Read the Bible. You'll know. Come on, somebody. Yeah. Well, you'll never know. Read the Bible. Faith works. Miracles happen. Supernatural takes place. You never know. I'm going down that meeting tonight. You, you, you never know. And they make it a magic service, a lottery service. My, my number might get called tonight. Whenever you could be positioning yourself for not just healing, but for signs and wonders that deal with your money, your possessions, your, your clothes, your property, your investments, your dreams, the divine appointments that God has for you. He wants healing just to hemorrhage, your healing experience, just to hemorrhage into the aspects of all of your life. So here's Abraham. He goes from a vacillator to single-minded, fully persuaded. Imagine fully persuaded. Hey, Sarah, how are you doing this morning? Well, don't feel nothing yet. Well, she's 90, for God's sakes. Come on, say amen. <laughs> What's she supposed to be feeling in 90? Yeah, I'll tell you what, there you go. I'm glad God told us we're going to have a baby. Didn't even consider otherwise. Now, when you read that in the, in the Greek, it means he didn't give thought. He didn't give thought to that electric bill. He didn't give thought to that car payment that you're late for, the mortgage you can't seem to get them. He didn't give thought. How do you not give thought? You're supposed to plan, Pastor Billy. You're supposed to plan. 
planning's good. But giving thought as to why something, how something's going to happen. You're dealing with God, not man. He can make anything happen at any time, any way he wants. Any way he wants. And he can do it anywhere that he wants. Power can show up anywhere at any moment. But you've got to process this. What's that mean? It means that Abraham took time to process the fact that, wait a minute, okay, I didn't tell myself that. Sarah didn't tell me that. God, God told me that. God told me that. He didn't have a Bible. He didn't have a written word. So all he had to hear was a spirit word. Word. He didn't have the book to look at it like we have. He didn't have 7,000 promises like we do. So he had to hear God. Then he had to believe that it was God talking to him. So he probably had to work a little bit at that. I mean, if God shows up and says, you're going to have a baby, at nine, what do you say? Oh, oh, right. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. They're going to talk about me for years to come. I don't think so. He staggered with it. In Genesis, he didn't stagger with it in Romans. Why? Because he hadn't processed it yet. See, everything that God has for us is too big, too powerful, too great to even comprehend. The fact that he wants to take you at this season of your life and give you energy. Turn back the sundial. Come on, 10 years. He wants you to lose 60 pounds by Christmas. Give you new teeth. Shorten your ears a little bit. Come on, say amen. <laughs> you think I'm kidding. That's the trouble with that. That's why you laughed. Either you believe all things are possible or you don't. Come on, see, I got to get stretched. Because I'm not doing it on my own. So imagine he had to process that. Imagine the day after God told him you're going to have a baby. Not the day that he got it. There you go. He just walked around shocked. But the day after, he had to say, what is that? Was that? He had to really process, God told me that. I read in the Bible. I saw, heard about that guy. On, I saw that guy on TV. The neighbor says she was healed of stage four lymphoma. We hear a lot, but we don't process anything. We don't take the time to really think it through. So therefore, it doesn't become real, so therefore our reality never changes. We know a lot, but not enough to change the reality, because we didn't take time to process. Process means breaking something down in its simplest form to where you can grab a hold of it. It's a bite size. It's a bite size. It's just a sliver of steak, a little piece of crab meat. Just put that in there and it just tastes it. You can't eat the whole crab. Come on, say amen. amen. Can't eat the cow. Can't eat the whole T-bone. But you can eat a little, you slice it so it's palatable. And sometimes what you have to do with yourself is you have to remind, because you think you know so much and you do know so much, but how come you can't believe what you know? You know by his stripes you're healed, don't you? I wouldn't have to, if I said that verse, if I said by his stripes... You know that. Yet you struggle with arthritis or lupus or Crohn's or Lyme's or legal blindness or blindness or cancer. You know, or aching joints, aching bones, hepatitis C, 
type 2 diabetes. And yet we see it and we know by his stripes. Something's gotta, something has to happen in there if we want to see the manifestation of that healing. It's got to become what? More real to you. That's what has to happen. How does something become more real to you? You've got to process it more. It says, by his strength. Here's what I do. I'm just going to tell you what I do. Before every meeting and in the meetings and with people. And we're just seeing an avalanche increase. We're probably moving from 30% to 60% in every meeting. Paralyzed, Lou Gehrig's, you name it. We're seeing some amazing things. And I am not, I refuse to keep quiet about it. I'm sorry. I have pastors say, you better be careful because, you know, you just don't know. What do you mean I don't know? I'm, I'm right there. You know, my eyes don't lie. We have cards. We have reports on these. Why would I fabricate? Why would I embellish? I mean, that'd be pretty crazy to say a lady grew two breasts and, and, and somebody challenged me on that and me not be able to have some form of proof of that. Or a lady grows a stomach or a kidney or... I mean, this is just an amazing thing. Something's happening in the earth. Glory is being released. Mount Hope in the crosshairs of a great move of God. Come on, say amen. But Pastor Kevin and his team is called to raise up an army. He called them first responders. We could call them radicals. If, if the other faith out there can get radicalized... Oh, you don't know what I'm saying. <laughs> then we can get radicalized. But taking time to process things. Let's see, Lazarus was dead. Damn, he was really dead. Brain dead, no brain waves, no heartbeat. He was dead. I mean, he was four days stinking up the place. He was just dead. And Jesus called him out, and he came out, and he... There he was. He's a, so a dead man. See, you, you know that already. So why would I have to go through that? Because something in me doesn't know it yet. It's knowledge, but it's not revelation. So I got to move from knowledge to revelation. See, revelation is whenever you put your hand in the, in the fish tank of a piranha. Looking at it, you have the knowledge they eat flesh. Then you put your hand in. You're missing a finger. Now you have a revelation. <laughs> Come on, see, I got a revelation. <laughs> you know, the knowledge is don't stop at a red I mean, stop at a red light. That's knowledge. You got that. You know that. It's drilled in you. Green, go. Yellow, caution. Red, stop. So you run a red light. You get picked up. $80 ticket. Revelation. Come on, say Amen. You know, your wife says, how do you like my new recipe? <laughs> Say, revelation. Because <laughs> you remember the last time you said, what is this? <laughs> you wore corn for a day. Come on, say amen. <laughs> See, processing is whenever you're continually in your head he, he went to Calvary for me. Calvary. He was on a cross. And on that cross, he took stripes. There were 39 of them. Now, that was the Jewish people, 39. The Romans did more than 39. They beat him silly. Raw hamburger. He was unrecognizable. 
for every disease. Oh, he, did that. he must have done that for Billy Burke. That's what he did. That. He, did that. he did that for me. Everybody but me, and he did that. It's by his stripes, not my goodness. By his stripes, not my behavior. By his stripes, not because I've sinned or because I smoked or ate wrong or did wrong. Or, just by his stripes. It's just, okay, by, that's it? Just the stripes? The stripes. Wow. Just had a lady come in one of our meetings, and then she said, I can't get here. I said, go buy striped sheets. Striped pillowcases, sleep on stripes. She got healed. <laughs> she got healed. I'm radical about this. You know, and, and she said, how did that happen? I said, you believed what was said, the instruction that you got. You got to quit thinking that you're the best counsel for yourself. You got to quit thinking that you know that much because from our perspective, you're still suffering. So that means you need help from somebody who knows a little more than you. One guy said to me, he said, you think you're holier than thou. I said, no, I think I'm holier than you. <laughs> he didn't know what to say after that one because it was true. Come on, say amen. amen. People don't process. Because you think you, are, you assume you already know. Oh, I know that verse. Well, I know you know the verse, but do you, do you, is it real in you? How do you get that real in you? How do you get that so that's real to you, to where your cellular structure, the molecular structure? That's the only thing that keeps you from not walking through that wall. Is because you're more saying you can't than you can, and you've never processed the fact that you could. Because greater works than these, that means not just the healings, that means money in the fish. That means every aspect of his ministry. But we don't process that. We process our problems. Here's what we process. How am I going to pay for that? Where am I going to get the car fixed? Who's watching the kids? Did you call Suzanne? Oh, my God. How am I going to, oh, we got to get the roof fixed? Oh, that's bad. Give me some Bengay. Throw that Bengay over here. Give me some Bengay. Let me process that Bengay. Here you go. And we process and we think. We think and we think. And yet we never process what we heard on the 700 Club. What we saw in church. Out of Pastor Kevin's mouth, it came so, just like butter. Yeah, she was legally blind and still doesn't wear glasses. That one phrase has so much life in it, so much Zoe, so-zo, so much Zoe, that if you take that out of here, wow, wow. I leave every meeting I leave now, I just, I, I'm into that W-O-W-O-M-G kind of a lifestyle. I'm, I mean, I'm just, I want to be in amazement at what I just saw. And I'm seeing so much, and I can't even remember them anymore. There was a day that I used to show up and remember, you know, from at least 10 years back. And now I have a hard time remembering what all happened in the last meeting. It's, it's absolutely amazing. So I have to leave a meeting and just say, you know, you're amazing. You're, you are amazing. You're, 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 you're in the third heaven, but you're here, but you're in me. It's processing. You don't have to do what I say, but you want to hear me say it. I mean, you're in charge. I'm not in charge. You're not my errand boy. You are almighty God. You are Holy Ghost. I've been handed over to the Holy Ghost. 
Jesus, when he left, handed me over to the Holy Spirit. I'm, I'm in his care. He's my helper. I'm not alone. Shut up. I am. With, he's with me. He's at my house. Come on, somebody. So it, it involves self-talk. It involves things. See, whenever you begin to process, you eliminate all the voices that are wrong. You're going to die. You're never going to get healed. You're in a wheelchair the rest of your life. Ah, oh, you're getting old. You look, you look old. Oh, my God, you're getting old. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You're not like you used to be. You know, this is worse than you think. You better get an x-ray. It's definitely cancer. Yeah, your sister had it. Now you have it. You know, you're going to lose your mind. Half the people in your house have lost your mind. Your mother, her mother, her mother. My God, I got bad blood. Come on, say amen. And these voices just, they don't, they're relentless. There's no grace or mercy in them. They're not just going to go away. And when you get older, you lose your resistance and your strength to fight them off. And that's why they take over people. And people begin to just quit fighting and they begin to receive what that voice was saying to them. And that's why whenever you begin to, when you begin to process, you could say meditate. I think it, we overuse that word and it's very religious. When you process milk, what do you do? When you process meat, when you, you, you get a food processor, you break that stuff down so it's so microscopic, it's just, it's palatable. You can just consume it and it hits every part of your body. Why do you have to process stuff? Because most of the time when you get hit with something, at the time you get hit with it, it's bigger than your faith. I'm going to say that again. Most of the time when you get hit with something, especially if you've never had that, if you've never had cancer or you've gone blind or macular degeneration of the eyes, you've never had type 2 diabetes, you've never had some of these issues, at the time you receive it, because you never had it before, you never had to fight it with your faith before. So you fight with your willpower. Willpower is not your faith. Atheists fight with willpower. Atheists. People in the Satan church, they fight with willpower. All the false cults out there, they fight with willpower. They go to Walgreens. They go to Walmart. They get prescription. We're the people of the Most High God. We've been given a name to fight with. Come on, somebody. Come on, say the name. And the blood. And the word. And the spirit. And the stripes. We've been given an arsenal. But if that arsenal's not real to you, you'll never use it. You'll go to Walmart. So you're bound to a natural result. You know? And so how, what I do where we can is that we help. I mean, a lot of people we just pray for. You don't have time in a meeting this size. How, can you, how much time can you spend with any one person to help them process something? But the people that I've seen come in born blind, born deaf, mutes, and you give them some homework. You can't give everybody homework because they don't want homework. They don't want to go to a place and get homework. They want to go and hear a good service, sing a song, feel good, get a warm fuzzy, and go home. Come on, somebody. <laughs> and with a warm fuzzy, you keep what you got. But there's nothing you're facing tonight. Your bone density, a memory, an event. We have people, they're pacemakers they have to take out. They get so healed. 
Yeah. Yeah. But it requires a little bit more from you. Now, I don't want to have you do too much work because you all had, all had to ride a camel to come to church today. Oh, you, you brought a car or a camel? Car. Come on, tell your neighbor. We got it easy. Come on, tell your neighbor. Take some, put some value on, 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 your, on yourself and begin to process. My grandmother was 80, 87 before she ever had her first surgery. I went in to see her in the hospital. She had diverticulitis. I went in the hospital right after the surgery. She's laying up in bed and she's wrapped up in her pillow. And I said, hey, Mamo, how you doing? And she looked at me like, I, like a look I've never seen. She was always the Iron Maiden of our family, Miss, Miss Faith, Miss Abraham, you know, all that. And, and I, she looked a little, I was shocked by her demeanor. And I said, are you okay? She said, I'm all right. I said, are you sure you're okay? I said, I'm all right. You don't seem like you're all right. Here's what she said to me. Billy, I've never been here before. My faith is catching up. I'm sitting here processing. I got to now, I got to, you know, I don't have any, I've never faced this. I got to channel in some blood. I got to bring in the name. I got to fight this with a different verse. I got, I got to hold on to a prayer cloth for this one. Come on, somebody say Amen. Come on, somebody give God a big, big shout. And, but helping people process is absolutely amazing. It, you have the power to do anything. I had a waitress in a restaurant coming. I said, ma'am, she said, would you like some dessert? Well, I don't really get dessert. I really stay away from dessert as much as I can. But this, I know I was in a great place that had homemade pie. So I said, I was curious, what do you have? She must have named 50 pieces, different kinds of pie. <laughs> I mean, she went from apple clear to rhubarb. Come on, somebody say amen. If you, if you have rhubarb, you're, you're... There's people that... Starbucks has over 80,000 possible drinks. 80,000. That's what the CEO of Starbucks said on CNN. We have over 80,000 possible drinks. Next time you go to Starbucks, say, man, these are some smart people working at Starbucks. What people have to memorize. What people have to get in tune with. Just to function in everyday life at their job. Be it a surgeon, be it a truck driver. It's amazing what people have, what they have the capability of. You only get one body. And he's saying all things are possible. We had a girl come in, Pastor Kevin, she was completely blind. I don't know if I told this story. And she was in Washington, D.C. She got, mother brought her. Her mother brought her. And she says, she's blind. And so I, I said, okay. So you're going to see today. I'm, I'm going to put my hands on your eyes. I'm going to touch your eyes. You're going to see like you've never seen. She says, all right now. All right. So I prayed over her. took my hands away. And she said, nope. <laughs> now, that's not real encouraging. It wasn't what she said. It's the way she said it. It was marinated in a spirit that was yuck. A yucky, yucky, like, nope. Like, she wasn't expecting anything anyhow. I said, well, we're going to do it again. I said, I'm going in there again. I said, you, you. <laughs> I'm thinking, inside I'm thinking, Holy Ghost, come on, where are you? We're Holy Ghost, let's go here. <laughs> I went in again, took my hands away, and she said, nope, nope. Then she had that, nope, look. And I'm finding myself getting angry at a blind girl. <laughs> 
not good. That is not good for the healing evangelist. Come on, say amen. So I said, I said, Lord, I'm ready to back out of it and just put a closure on this. Like, oh, Lord, we're just going to pray and we're going to continue to believe that things are going to happen and, you know, God has a plan and all that stuff that we say whenever we don't know why God didn't do something or why, whatever. Because we're, we're here to love people. That's what we do. He said, I want you to tell her to stick out her tongue. I said, oh, boy, here we go. One of these. <laughs> One of these. So I said to the lady, I said, would you stick out your tongue for me? Would you stick out your tongue? She says, what for? I said, just I want to see your tongue. Now, I had no clue what I was going to do next. <laughs> see, when I come into these meetings, I prepare me, not a sermon. I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't do what I do if I prepared a sermon. I have, I have Bible knowledge, but I never know which way God's going to go. I probably wouldn't be alive had I studied under somebody who was like that. I'm grateful for Catherine Kuhlman. I'm grateful. She stuck out her tongue, and I said, uh-huh, there it is, right there. That's the problem. She said, she goes, what's wrong with my tongue? I said, you wouldn't believe it. <laughs> <laughs> she said, what's wrong with my tongue? I said, I can't, I don't know if I should tell you. I don't know if I should even say anything. She said, you got to tell me. I said, if we fix the tongue, you'll see. I don't know if you can handle this. She says, hurry and fix it. I said, oh, we can't hurry. <laughs> now, the whole time, this is on the fly. This isn't pre-programmed. I've never done this to anybody before or since. I don't plan on it today. <laughs> I'm telling you a story of processing. I'm helping her process because she can't. She's consumed by her diagnosis. She's consumed by her age. She's consumed by how she feels. Nothing is real to her but how she feels. I said, okay. And I'm thinking, okay, I see your tongue. Now what, Lord? Now he said, I want you to take your hands and I want you to put and touch her tongue with your hands like this. He said, cup your fingers and I want you to touch her tongue and put new words on her tongue and tell her you're putting new words on her tongue. But you have to touch her tongue. I said, I don't want to touch her tongue. <laughs> and I'm sure she don't want me touching her tongue. Did you realize that sign out there when you came in and says, I surrender all? Did you read that sign out there? <laughs> this is why people don't get healed. You want to be in charge, and you only want to move within your comfort zone. Yet you read a Bible that's total opposite. Wash in the muddy river. Go show yourself. We're not, we're not matching Scripture. We're taking the Scripture to try and customize it to fit us. Instead of us fitting into Scripture. I said, I'm going to touch your tongue, young lady. I said, I'm going to put a couple different words on your tongue. I said, I'm going to, you're going to feel my hands touch your tongue. I said, don't worry about a thing. My hands are clean. I'm thinking, yes, they are. They're, I, they are. They are. They're washed in very Yeah, yeah, okay. I'm going to touch your tongue, and I said, it's going to be amazing. She said, you're going to touch my tongue. I'm going to touch it. It won't be long. Just be real quick. It's not like a doctor, a dentist. It's going to be, it'll be out before you know it. So here we go. I said, God has favor for me. And I take it. I said, okay, now say it. God has favor for me. And then, boom. And I gave her four or five different phrases that he was giving me at the moment. I don't want to repeat them because you may go out and try and do the same thing. <laughs> and, and I, boom, and she'd repeat it, and I'd touch her tongue again. My heartbeat is going like, I mean, my blood pressure had to be like 300 over 300. It was just like, because <laughs> I'd never done that. 
I'd done other things that was just as like that, but never that. And I'm finding out what he has available to us. And on, on the last phrase, I took my fingers away and I said, the last one, I said, there you go. I said, okay. I said, there you go. She says, now what? I said, now just close your eyes. Just close your eyes. And I touched her. And when she, her eyes opened, she screamed, Mama, he's a white man. <laughs> I said, I didn't know I sounded black. <laughs> my God, Mama, I can see. He's a white man. Oh, my God. I was like, saying, you want a refund, lady? You want a refund or what? <laughs> I helped her. Now, I didn't know at the time what I was doing. But since then, and I don't, too many stories to tell. People don't process. People sit in church and process the rest of the day. You process where you're going to eat. Can't go there. Yeah, they're, yeah, they're not. Yeah, they're, they're closed. Yeah. yeah. They don't have enough people. We need more people. than We have 10 people. We got, yeah. Just processing in church about where you're going to eat. And there's seven people going. You can't go there because you have to go there. But she has to be somewhere at 2 o'clock. And you're processing. You're processing in church. Then you come to the altar. How's come on and get healed? Because you're processing lunch. What you process positions you. What you process positions you. You can think your way into. That's why Ephesians 3.20 says he's able, according to the power, beyond what you can ask or think or imagine. This morning, what you're facing is doable. Yeah, but it's going to take a miracle. That's what he does. Yeah, I know, but get rid of the buts. But you don't understand. No, you don't understand. Take time to quit assuming that you believe so much just because you know it. The fact that there's depression and anxiety is a sign that your faith isn't yet settled on the issue that you know but don't yet comprehend to believe. Sometimes when it gets really real, when things are really real, it just changes. Real life changes things. You know, I was in San Diego Zoo because I heard they had the, one of the best lion exhibits on the planet. So I flew out just to see the lion. I went to the lion exhibit there in a the natural habitat, and there he was, big male lion, sitting there, big head of hair. Mud. I mean, it was a gorgeous lion. I leaned against the fence, and I said to the lion, I said, you know, you're not that bad. You look pretty cool, but you're not that bad. The lion says, come on in here. <laughs> Story changes. Real life has a way of changing things. When you're the one diagnosed, when you're the one that realizes if you don't shape up and get something unmoving, that just coming in here every week isn't going to make type 2 diabetes disappear. There's something got to change in the software. There's got to be a new jar of salt. You've got to get more proactive. He has to become the biggest thing in your head. Not your ache and not your pain, not your medicine, not your surgery, not the diagnosis, not how you feel. That's why he said, if I be lifted up. He wants to heal you and restore your memory. 
Yes, we're seeing Alzheimer's healed. Yes. Yes, 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 a thousand times. Everybody, well, everybody don't cooperate. Just because today you sit here and your problem is more real to you than healing doesn't mean it has to stay that way. Come on, say, what I feed grows. And what I, what I starve dies. When you feed something and you begin to starve it, you can see bones grow back. Ezekiel said, if you prophesy to bones, they'll move. Dead bones will be living bones. Your body parts respond to everything's voice activated. But you've got to process. Most people, when they leave here, you don't process even what you learned today. What do you say? Good message. Thank you for that good message. That's great, but take it further. You may not, Kevin says something, you may not have to memorize or process the whole, the whole uh, sermon, but that one little part, that sliver of hope that came out of his mouth. Man, I'm going to be thinking about, I'm going to process that. I, I, that's amazing. I didn't realize. I didn't realize Goliath was 11 feet tall. I didn't realize he had five stones. Why did he take five? He didn't think, if he, if he was so strong, why did he have to take five stones? And only one did it. And, wow, what's in that? Begin to solve some of the mysteries so you can pass that on to other people. I said, so you can pass that on to other people. Help people process. Their life isn't over at 60 or 70. I had a lady, I'll tell the story and I'll close. She's 80, she's 95. Her son brought her in Hawaii to the meeting. She had macular degeneration, nearly blind. When you have macular, your, your eyes go like this. Your vision goes to pinholes. So she was 95 and the son brought her in and he says, he says to me, he says, this is my mom. You know, she's, he's winking at me. You know, she came for a little prayer. You know, just give her a little prayer. I started thinking, man, who is this? Trade him in. <laughs> so I went down to that. I said, Grandma, how you doing tonight, Grandma? She said, I come to get a miracle. I come to get a miracle. I said, have you been prayed for before? Yeah, but I didn't get a miracle, but I'm going to get one tonight. I said, well, let's just talk about this. Just, you know, I, want, I want you to think about something. And you give them something to think about. You plant something that isn't there. If she was thinking about the right thing, she wouldn't be there. Not, a lot of us wouldn't be where we are. God didn't come to just help you in your misery. He came to remove you. That's what deliverance is. It's removing you from. It's bringing you out of Egypt. Speaking to your fish and getting you out of the fish. Coming out of the furnace without smelling like smoke. That's what our God does. He restores. He heals. At every level. It's sad a lot of people don't get the information and they die before their time. We're not afraid of death. We just want to go before our time. So I spent some time with her. I just, I, I just, she has such a sweet spirit. And this guy here, her son. <laughs> he was just there. Uh, yeah, he just gave her a little prayer. Just. I'm thinking inside, I'm thinking, Holy Ghost, kill this mother and knock this guy into yesterday. <laughs> So I talked with her maybe for five minutes and just kind of changed her thinking a little bit. Just a little bit. 
put my thumbs on her eyes. I said, okay, Grandma, you ready to go? Grandma, you ready? Grandma, don't get run over by a reindeer, Grandma. Come on, don't get run over. <laughs> you know, just, and she's laughing. She went, <laughs> like that. And man, her eyes came right open. She said, my God, you got white hair. <laughs> I said, look at that white hair. She's like, son, look at this white. Oh, my, you got blue eyes. Ah. And here's the son. Wow. <laughs> and I'm sad because he missed the whole journey. He missed the train. Come on, say he missed the train. All he can do is say, wow. I mean, wow. Like, huh? Yeah. She's down here enjoying the whole process. I want you to begin to give thought, process, strength, stamina, energy. Quit wearing out at 40, 50, 60, 70. You've got a lot of life left in you. Quit making noise every time you get out of bed. You're disturbing your wife. She's trying to sleep. Come on. Come on, say, by the time I hit the coffee pot, I could be completely healed. Come on, give God a shout. Come on. Put your hands up all over the place. We'll be doing something a little different the next service, and then and then we'll be in the school. Join this school for Monday, Tuesday, and be in our service Wednesday night. I believe as many of you, God's going to touch in an amazing, amazing way. Come here, sir. Right here. You're right here. You come. Is this your wife with you? Who's this with you? Who's this woman next to you? That's what I thought. Bring her. How long have you been married to him like this? How long? Is it? Come here. How long have you guys been married? 13 years. She's asking you, do you know how long? <laughs> what do you need today? What do you need today? I'm on fire for God. On fire. What do you need today? All my varicose veins healed. Varicose veins. So in other words, when you turn around in the mirror, you want to not be able to see them. That's exactly right. I love this lady. Come here. Give me your wife a minute. This is an amazing... <laughs> this is right in front of God and church and everybody. We had a lady just recently healed of this. The husband, now is one of my favorite partners. He loves me, the husband. He said, how'd you do that? I said, I didn't do that. He said, but why would God hide veins? I said, because he, your wife asked him to. He said, you mean God works like that? Yeah. What sort of things you? Isn't that amazing? How long have you had these veins? Probably about four or five years. My mom has them really bad, and I'm like, I don't want these. I don't need these. They have to leave in Jesus' name. Put your hands up. You'll notice a difference today. You'll notice a difference this month of May. Clear up into the month of July. Right around the holidays, the 4th of July. Just let this grow in you. But you're going to begin to see these veins tucked in. You won't see this one but you'll still see that one. Then you won't see this one. There's no surgery here. These veins are going to be completely by that mighty power. Come on, somebody give God a shout. Come on. Wow. Quickly, yeah. Hurry. Wow. How you doing, man? What do we need today? Uh, I, my son. You. I'm talking about you. Me? Yeah. I have arthritis. Where? All over. I have but where do you have it now? Where? My feet, my hands, well, where? my legs. All over. Does it hurt? Yes. Right now? Not right now. Why not? 
because it's healed. <laughs> Power! Come on, somebody give me praise, my God! Oh, I'm excited. See, when you expose it to the light, then God can zoom in. This lady right here, I got to get you, ma'am. Come on. Right here. What's going on? Hurry. What's going on? What's going on? I hear hearing aids, and I just lost one, and I don't even need it anymore. What do you mean? You can hear? Oh, well, yeah. They came because open? God, yeah, because God healed me just right now. Her ears came open. Oh, come on. So would you pay for those? How much? Well, the next one would have cost me 600 some dollars with insurance, and I couldn't really afford it right now, and so I didn't get one. And I thought, you're coming, and I've heard of you, and I just knew that you'd give me something to believe in, and, you know, and that, that was all I needed, you know, because... See, now, she needs to process, stay right there. Now, come down here. She needs to process a little different. She needs to go out of here today saying, don't mess with me. I got it. I got it. He gave it. It came from God. Jesus touched me. Too big to process. I know a lot of you say it. I say I give him praise, but did you process that? The, the invisible God, the immortal God. J E S. Sometimes I just say J E S U S. Holy One of Israel, Master. Oh, you're just amazing. I mean, I know what you did. And who's making that noise? I forget what's wrong. What's wrong with her? Arthritis. Arthritis. No pain there. Wow. And, and your ears were like that how long? For my ears? Well, I think I've always had problems with my ears, but about a couple years ago is when a year ago. Touch, when I got... touch, touch, touch. Wow. Wow. That's so amazing. Come on, give me praise. Come on, you, you. Yeah, hurry. Hurry, hurry, hurry. What you here for? What you here for? Diabetes. What's it? Diabetes? <laughs> type 2? Mm-hmm. How long have you had type 2? I don't know. Maybe a year or so. That's the power. That's the power. I said that's the power. Come on, give me praise, my God. Holy Ghost. What? You what? I'm a teacher and I'm going to pass it on. I, I wanted, wanted to learn what I could do to others to help them. God is so good. He's been so blessed. So you... <laughs> We have one fired up woman right down here. Huh? I used to go through had a believer school. And the lady that my my lady that taught me is actually my daughter's mother-in-law. And she passed away. Somebody's on getting Thursday. your smell back right now. You came in here with no smell. Something's been damaged, your smell. You're actually smelling right now. Where are you? You actually can get you got your scent back. Who is this? You got your scent back. Quickly. Who is this? We got to get this deaf school healed. Everybody in the... Where's the smell at? The smell? You can smell? What's that? I'm sorry? Yes, a little bit. And why had you lost your smell? I don't know. But now you're getting smell back. Somebody give him praise. Come on. Now, what's so encouraging about this is that a lot of times someone here like this, it's too big for them to comprehend to get the healing. So God will heal a lesser thing to get their faith moving inside of them. That's what's happening here. 
Come on, somebody give him praise. Come on, powerful. Wow. Lady, my son, where's my usher at? My usher, my usher, oh, my usher. I need an usher. Come on, give God a shout. Come on. Right here, Come on. What's going on here? Scoliosis, how bad is it? It's... Get the mother. Is that your mother? Who's this? Hurry, Mom. Hurry, hurry. I don't got, got all day here. <laughs> What's going on here? She said they were diagnosed her with scoliosis four years ago. Uh-huh. It hurts? It's really uncomfortable. Right now? Yeah. You're sure? Mm-hmm. Huh? Check it. Please, Mom, don't touch us. How's it feel? It feels healed. Feels what? It feels healed. Feels what? Healed. What's that mean? Completely straightened. What's different about it? I don't feel any misalignment. You don't feel any misalignment at all? Pay attention. You'll learn something, Mom, because she's going to need your eyes to grab a hold of this. Put your hands up. He's moving these bones. These bones will move all day today. They'll move tonight, this week. Let the bones move. Come on, say, let the bones move. Say it again. Let the bones move. Say it again. Let the bones move. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Let the bones move. Let the bones move. Power of the Holy Ghost, we give you praise. Come on, somebody give God a shout. Come on, Mom. Come on, Mom. Come on, hurry. I need an usher right here. The mighty power. Mighty power on that woman. Come on, give him a shout. I want to see you walk. I want to see you walk. I want to see you walk. Okay, come back. Now, I still see that one side not completely even yet. But listen to me. The fact that you said what you feel. So here's what I want you to be doing all day today. Let the bones move. I want you to be doing that. Okay. Do that for me. Other side here. Do it. Go over this way. When you, when you turn to the, what would that be? Your left, right? When you turn to your left, I want you to really turn a little bit harder to the left. Left would be this, this way. I want you to turn to the right easy. Turn to your left hard. That bone's going to move. You're going to be fine. Give God a big shout. Come on. Come on. Give him praise. My God. Come on. Give him a mighty shout. How do you feel now? I feel good. (laughs) Power's on you. Power is on you. Power's on you. Who is this to you? You don't know her? You sat next to somebody you don't know. You came to Mount Hope and sat next to a stranger. check your sugar when do you check it i don't i've just been symptomatic for you won't be any more symptoms